0: This is the That's So 90s Podcast, a podcast all about disputing, debating, and questioning our love for 90s pop culture. I'm your host, Bobby Semmelsberger. Hey, hi, how you doing? This is my loyal robot sidekick, Nostalgia-tron, and prepare yourself because we might be ruining some childhoods. My guest this week is the host of Be Kind Rewind podcast, Carlos Sanchez, as we sit down to discuss the underappreciated Christmas classic, Jingle All the Way. Every holiday
1: season, there's one toy everyone has to have.
0: I want the Turbo Man! pack
1: and the getting it is every child's dream whoever doesn't can be a real loser finding it you got the doll right is this father's
0: nightmare i'll get that toy
1: i promise whoa nothing like waiting till the last minute i would sir especially on christmas eve
0: Carlos, the year is 1996. Arnold Schwarzenegger is at the peak of his power. He can literally do any movie that he wants to do. This is after Terminator. This is after Conan. This is after Twins with Danny DeVito. Literally, Arnold Schwarzenegger can do anything he wants. And somehow, Jingle All the Way comes across his desk and he says, This is it. This is what I want. The weirdest, greatest most batshit crazy Christmas movie potentially ever. So let me ask you, Carlos, right off the bat, why do we think Arnold chose to do this movie? His holiday
1: classic jingle all the way. I think Arnold had a couple factors going into it from what I've read and what I think. Of course, Arnold has been doing a lot of heavy action movies throughout the 80s and early 90s, so I think he wanted to like switch up his tone. And this was around the time that these Christmas movies were like, running like on a constant throughout the year so you know that was residuals so he was probably thinking money as well as like well if i'm gonna be in a christmas movie that's gonna be played over and over every year i might as well be in one that could be potentially played over and over so i think that played into it and from what i've read is that it kind of it came from a, a project that fell through over at fox they were like hey we're gonna make your planet of the apes movie but now it's not going to happen, but we have this jingle all the way for you, and we're still going to pay you $20 million. So I think he came out on top on, on that.
0: Wait, so you're telling me that Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to be an ape at one it point? It was,
1: uh, I guess, a pet project of his that he was developing with Fox the whole time for a couple of years, and it fell through. So their apology was basically, hey, we have this Christmas movie that you know we think would be uh, you know, a, a basically a one that would be
0: re-ran year and year. He's like, okay, I'll take it. But Carlos, let me ask you, all right, because for me, Jingle All the Way, it's like the movie that was forgotten, I feel like, in this giant pile, this giant Xmas Christmas catalog of movies, right? Mm-hmm. Every year you got Christmas Vacation, you got Elf. You got The Christmas Story, Home Alone 1, 2, whatever. Jingle All the Way, I feel like is never really talked about. It's never really discussed. It's barely uh, replayed on Freeform or ABC Family or whatever it is. Unlike Elf, which is on every day up until Christmas and then up until New Year's 24-hour marathons. It's like, yeah, same with, yeah, and that's a Christmas story. TBS, 24 hours. I still have never seen A Christmas Story, but Jingle All the Way, Lost in the Shuffle. I don't know what it is. It doesn't get the love I feel like it deserves, and that's going to be part of this podcast today is us telling people what the hell people where is the love for jingle all the way this Christmas holiday classic and for me we watch it every year in my house so what I'm mm-hmm. asking you is what type of impact did this movie have on your childhood what do you remember about this movie growing up do you still watch it now around the holidays
1: yes everything I um, if the movie was like mid 90s or so definitely around you know the power Ranger era you know you and I mm-hmm. heavily. You know everything about that, and so we knew that our parents were having to go out and find us—the Red Ranger or the Dragon Zord or something like that. So you know the movie is basically based on that frenzy, and I could relate because I was—I knew my mom was is going out there trying to find me some Power Rangers, and so this movie seeing Turbo Man, I—I I loved Arnold Schwarzenegger because I'd seen him in Terminator. I'd just seen him, I think Terminator Two was like not too uh, far from this one. So I was a fan of his, and of course, it was a Christmas movie, so as a young kid, I was automatically drawn to it. Uh, So it just had a lot of factors that played into it. It was a nice cocktail of things that, I mean, I was just the right demographic, basically.
0: I feel like this movie, for kids, like what what you're saying, it's like when you're five, six, seven, this movie is just, because it's all over the place, and because it's kind of a Christmas movie, kind of an action movie, Mm -hmm. and then kind of somewhere in the middle of just random crap that arnold wants to do or i don't know i feel like arnold improv or just was like somebody was writing the script he came in he'd be like you know it'd be funny if i punched a reindeer or something like that and they're just like oh yeah arnold that's great they started smoking some weed doing some cocaine they're like they wrote that right up right (laughs) but um i feel like as a kid like i always liked this movie a lot Mm -hmm. just like home alone and stuff but it was different because once again you have turbo man who turbo man is awesome I oh, yeah. would love to see an actual Turbo Man cartoon or a Turbo Man TV show or, or a movie with Turbo Man. I always thought that was a super dope character, obviously based on Power Rangers, based on G.I. Joe, based on all that stuff. But as a kid, you, I don't know. I always was like, because I loved action figures. So maybe that's why this story always kind of like connected to me was like, I'm just like this kid, that stupid whiny Anakin Skywalker that's in the movie that we mm-hmm. can get to later, Jake Lloyd. But I was kind of like... That's exactly the type of action figure I want. Is this what parents go into? And as a kid, you're like, oh, what a fictional story about parents trying to get things for kids. It never gets this crazy. But I feel like as a parent, when you watch this movie, it's like PTSD or something. It's like (laughs) watching war footage. It's like, oh, my God. I remember when I had to get my kid uh, 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 tickle me Elmo, and I punched some old lady in the face that one time, or something like that. So I feel like the story—it's like it's kind of real. It's ridiculous, but it does at its heart, it's very realistic. It's about the materialism of Christmas, which we usually don't get. Right? Usually, mm-hmm. all the Christmas movies are, oh, family so great, and at the end, that's kind of what it is—or Christmas cheer, blah blah blah. But this is very much kind of the dark side of Christmas that nobody really talks about. But this is—that's really what it's become. It's mm-hmm. about getting stupid kids stupid toys on Christmas. Basically,
1: I mean, and that's what uh, Chris Columbus basically wrote in the in the in the writer based off. Of he's I guess his in-laws are the ones he based the story off of seeing them go having to go get Power Rangers for their kids and stuff like that. So it's based off real events. And like you said, as kids, we see it from different angles. We just see it as, oh, they're just making exaggerating a story to show us how as kids, how how hard parents work to get us the things we want. But then as we get older, are like, yeah, that's really how it goes. I mean, this is the reality. It's, it's funny because it, does, it, it works in two different angles. You can watch it as a kid, and then now you can watch it as a grown-up and see, relate both ways as a kid. Because they're like the Power Rangers. Like you said, Turbo Man, that whole tv episode he's watching it's basically like the power rangers and okay. i was like well it's the same thing i wanted turbo man and they they played it up so well and arnold schwarzenegger as turbo man I mean, who wouldn't want that so it was just a perfect kind of like i said cocktail of things that i was into at the time
0: all right let me just back up for anybody that might not have seen jingle all the way <laughs> but you still clicked on this podcast let me briefly explain what the plot is right arnold schwarzenegger plays an all-american dad right and it's basically his journey to get the greatest, most cherished present of the entire Christmas season, right? It's just like a Tickle Me Elmo, or when Power Rangers were out, or the Cabbage Patch Dolls. It's basically the, the, the hardest, best present that all the kids want, and it's his journey for the entire Christmas Eve to try and find the very last present, and then shit gets freaking crazy in the last 30 minutes, which we're going to talk about how weird and crazy this movie gets and doesn't make any sense. Um... But let's just talk about, right off the bat, the reason this movie was made is because Arnold's in it. So let me ask you, Carlos, is this movie better or worse if you take Arnold out of the equation? Just imagine somebody else in this role. I mean, it's
1: a it's a really good kind of almost like fish out of water type, type of story, too, because mm-hmm. Arnold's never, he's kind of the absentee dad, so he really hasn't had to do this type of thing. He always relies on the mom, so it's kind of like a fish out of water thing, because Arnold's always got the accent, so he's kind of always just played that non-common kind of person. But I don't know. Without him in the story, I'm trying to think. They, are, I, I read that they wanted Tim Allen originally as his character. Okay. I can see, see, see that. Yeah. And this is around Santa Claus. So, you know, Tim Allen is hot. Home improvement. Home, home you know? improvement. Yeah. We both know. And so, uh, yeah, so, I, yeah, I guess if I could think of anybody else, if they did have Tim Allen in that role. Yeah, I could see it, but Tim Allen, even though I don't know if he could play up the uh, the absentee dad as well as he, as Arnold would, because I think he already played that in like Jungle or Jungle. Wasn't he like an absentee dad in that movie too? Yeah,
0: you didn't uh, even know he had a son. His son was like thirteen. And yeah, like an Indian or something. So
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't think it would work as well. I think it would still work, but it's with with Arnold at the point. It, with his, it was it was Arnold's muscles that made this movie work. <laughs> I think
0: you're kind of right on that, because that's actually interesting. Tim Allen. Also, if you think of the other 90s dads, maybe um, think of like John Stamos or Bob Saget, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But at the same time, the reason – okay, there's a lot of Christmas movies. There are a lot of Christmas movies, and there's a lot of forgotten Christmas movies. There's probably more bad forgotten Christmas movies than like the three or four actual good ones, right? Oh, and yeah. I feel like this one, even though maybe some people would say it's quote-unquote bad, I don't completely disagree that it's bad. But – it's so bad is what makes it kind of great. This movie is so all over the place and so ridiculous. That's, I think, what makes it so memorable and rewatchable in a kind of, like, funny, sarcastic way. And I think that Arnold is what is what takes us to that next level. Tim Allen, I mean, Tim Allen's fine, but it's like Tim Allen's just a guy. The fact that you have Arnold... Who is this huge muscular man? Who up until this point we've mainly seen play the Terminator or Conan mm-hmm. or just massive like action stars is now all of a sudden playing like a dad who's wearing flannel, right? He bare. I mean, there's action in this movie, but it's weird. It's not the same as his other movies. Yeah,
1: it's not the played up action. It's just uh, it's, gimmicky that's action. What,
0: that's what makes this movie so ridiculous, is because. Not is it just Arnold's chasing after a bouncy ball, and he's going down some slides, and that, oh, ha, 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 It's because it's Arnold, who's this huge muscle man, who's an action star, and it's that's what makes it so stupid and ridiculous, and I think mm-hmm. that's why the movie is so memorable, is because you're kind of looking at Arnold like, why the fuck did you sign up for this? What, <laughs> yeah, what exactly. do you? Do? What are you trying to do here? And that's, I think, what makes this movie so enduring, and this is what makes the movie, or for me, it's why I want to watch it every year, is because it's always just like so over the top. And I think, you know, and here's the thing, and to Arnold's credit, he goes for it. Like, he goes he goes 110% into this slapsticky kids movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, he, he's giving 100%. He's not mailing it in whatsoever. He's, he's getting into all the little stunts. He's doing all the action scenes. like and, the, he, and Arnold, people don't give him enough credit. He actually has pretty good comedic timing. So he actually does, he, he delivers these jokes in this, in this movie pretty well. I mean, put the cookie down. Come on now.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can, exactly. Tar- there's lines, you, like you just said, put the cookie down, right? <laughs> and, and like, it's turbo time. Like, there's things that if Tim Allen or John Stamos or anybody else said them, it's because of Arnold's thick accent. Exactly. Right? It, it's, it's, it's the accent it, that plays because in. He's, like, it, it's because he's – he's austrian but nobody brings that up and it's not a part of it and no it, it never ha- comes up in any of his movies <laughs> and you know, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a thing but that's what's mm-hmm. so funny about arnold is he always has the accent nobody ever questions why the terminator has an accent it just doesn't matter you know mm-hmm. and that's what's so kind of funny is like that's why arnold has become like the all-american quote-unquote guy even though he wasn't born anywhere near here and that's what's kind of funny about the movie but since we're talking about arnold who's playing Howard, let's switch gears to some of the other characters, right? Let's talk about, because this movie has the most random, fantastic, and also very 90s cast that you're ever going to see. Let's go mm-hmm. to his 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 uh, antagonist in the movie. Let's go to Sinbad. What do we think of Sinbad in this movie?
1: I loved it. I love Sinbad. I, um, I got introduced to Sinbad through HBO comedy specials mm-hmm. late night back in the day. I'd watched a couple of his uh, late night specials, so that really got me into Sinbad, and I started watching the movies he was in. I think I mean, was Houseguest out at this time. First Kid, I think, was already out too. First wasn't it?
0: Kid, yeah, House Guest, which also has Phil Hartman, who we're going to get to. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is around. This is definitely when Sinbad's really trying to break into the the movies. Into the movies,
1: yeah. Right. So I I was you know well aware of Sinbad and his comedy. It was great. It was kind of it was like a. Jeff Dunham or whatever is a kind of a clean comedy, but it, it, it served everybody. And I loved it as a kid. And so having Sinbad in this movie definitely played into another thing that I loved about it and still do because his he improvised basically all of his lines. So and you can tell uh, most of him and Arnold play off each other. A lot of improvising is going on. And it's great because, like I said, uh, Arnold has that underrated comedic talent and had to have Sinbad there who's probably an underrated improvising genius at this point in his Mm -hmm. uh, community career. So it would just be interesting to see what their bloopers are, what what they didn't use uh, in regards to how they're playing off each other.
0: I feel like they just crank Sinbad up and he just starts going in this movie. I actually yeah. really do think Sinbad is underrated. He's really funny. And it, you know, it's one of those things where, as a kid, I'm watching the movie more for the slapsticky scenes where uh, Arnold's fighting Santas and he's in a jetpack and he's flying around or whatever. But watching mm. it more recently, every year when I watch it now, I'm like... There's always a line that Simba because he is just going rapid fire. Like that first point where they meet and they're outside the line of the toy store and he's oh, like yeah. <laughs> they're talking to each other and he's talking about how he's just been laid off he's and his wife woman. his wife was like <laughs> sleeping with everyone at the post office except him and it's the funniest <laughs> little like 45 seconds, and that's probably, that's 100% improv, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's like, and that's stuff that I didn't find funny when I was six, but it's something I find funny now, and there's always a line of dialogue in there that I didn't catch the first time. Even Sinbad, when he's like improv, he has like the bomb, he has all the presents that he pretends are bombs, and one actually is a bomb, and he's like, this is sick world, is sick, sick world, people. sick world we live it's in. Just like, it's just like, I feel like that character, once again, you put Tim Allen in there, nobody wants to see Tim Allen. Sinbad bringing a whole new energy to that. Right? And and it's, uh, well, like I said, it's very 90s because you don't see Sinbad in any movies nowadays. And uh, no. this was Sinbad's stretch right here. He, he was in Good Burger. Remember, he was like the teacher in Good Burger? Oh, yeah, he was a teacher, the 70s teacher. What happened to Sinbad, <laughs> man? Like, too bad. I think the problem is, it's not that he's bad in the movies that he's in. It's more like he just picked movies that nobody remembers or that weren't, like, well or received. Or they just, like, didn't age well. The movies that didn't age well, I Yeah, guess. like, first guess nobody talks about. But if you put Sinbad as, like, one of the bad guys in Home Alone, which is now like super popular. Who knows what his com- career was? What think have
1: been? you just you just combine two of his greatest movies? You said first guest. Yeah. You should First Kid and guest. they should definitely have a a cross for that movie. They should make a a, a cross like you just said.
0: Sequel? Is that what I said by accident? See, look, look, Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) All you have to do is just flub some lines and make a movie gold right there. What about Phil Hartman? How do we feel about Phil Hartman, who's in this movie, who died, I believe, in the late 90s. Unfortunately, it's a whole situation. Mm -hmm. Coming off of Saturday Night Live, he's not in a lot of movies. But once again, what a random person to get. Sleazy next-door neighbor. He's great in this. Yeah, he plays it
1: perfect. He's the perfect wholesome, like sleazy character because the uh, uh, in SNL, that's he a couple of, most of his characters were that way. He has that good deadpan uh, delivery in yeah. his comedy, so um, I loved him. I, I loved him watching on SNL and in the movies that he was already trickling into at this point in time. So I was already a fan of Phil Hartman. So like you said, this was like a. A perfect cast of 90s ensemble uh, of, of characters that we've already been introduced to. We've seen through multiple mediums at this point, like SNL or stand-up comedy with, uh, with Sinbad. So, Phil Hartman was just a, an added, uh, the cherry on top with the, this cast that we had.
0: Yeah, man. Like, I, and it's unfortunate, once again, Phil Hartman's not in a lot of movies. And that's why, once again, mm-hmm. so 90s, Phil Hartman, Sinbad, also yep. the one and only Anakin Skywalker himself jake lloyd jake lloyd as a bratty little kid who i remember seeing this movie and being like hey that's a kid from star wars which you know as a kid watching the phantom menace you're like the phantom menace is awesome that's how i felt yeah
1: you loved it yeah yeah as a kid you're like
0: okay and uh yeah i guess uh what i don't even i feel like he was only in two movies it was this and star wars his career hasn't really gone off since then um i don't know he's he's good at being a bratty whiny kid that's the same thing as star wars but uh I don't know. I, I kind of it's don't hard really, to judge I don't really want that kid to succeed. I think that's kind of my problem with him though. Is you kind of see him like, you know, screw you kid. Why why do you need this stupid doll so bad?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like at, at some point he's like driving it home so hard that like he wants his dad to be at his karate stuff, wants him to be like at his events, but then again it all this happened at the same time and now he's like he's had to go out and get this toy for him that he just demands. So like when he asked him anything he wanted, he should have been like I want to spend a day with my dad that I never get to see or something like that. Instead, he goes, I want this material thing. And now Arnold's going to go on this mission. Uh, And then if he's asking for this toy, this toy has got to be like – he's got to be asking this for like a week or two before Christmas. So this is a pretty selfish decision on this kid's point at at this point.
0: Yeah, you know what I just realized is I feel like this really paints the movie. Like it makes makes the, the parents very sympathetic. That they have to mm-hmm. deal with these stupid kids, and obviously we see all the kids in the mall, and they're all. Oh, and he's each got other. his chubby
1: friend too, who's always enabling him into stuff. Yeah, you got
0: the little kid who's like, "Oh, my dad's already got me a Turbo Man," and like, it's like, Kids shut you, the kid. hell up!" Nobody likes. Cause everybody
1: you. had that friend. Everybody had that one friend who's like, "Oh, well, my dad picked up the new Nintendo for me last night." I'm like, fuck off. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. And so, you know what? Screw kids, man. Screw kids. Even as a kid, I didn't really like Jake Lloyd. And it's like, you know, there's Mm -hmm. other things. And also, here's the thing. Let's talk about it. The movie's all about this stupid Turbo Man doll, which is a doll. They talk about action figures or whatever Sinbad says. No, it's an action figure. No, man, unfortunately, that is a doll. I, I'm very purist on what's a doll and what's an action figure. I remember a couple years ago in college, some kid was like, come on, guys. We were having some sort of discussion about something. He's like, come on, guys. We can all agree. Action figures are dolls, right, or something. That was like his part. It was like, fuck you because they ain't like, the no, same. But anyway, this is a no, doll. No. And I even wrote down, I wrote down what the hell the Turbo Man even is. Where do I have that? I don't even know where I put that quote. But basically, the Turbo Man doll, what he says is it has it says five different phrases. It shoots boomerangs, and it has a jet pack. But the jetpack doesn't actually work, so it's like that's that's the hottest toy of the year. It's a doll that says five things. Like I don't know. I feel like it should do more than that. That's not really anything. But look at the Power Rangers. It's the same
1: thing. They did. They didn't even say stuff. They were the same like setup. Little action fi- act like eight seven inch action figure. Right. And we wanted the shit out of those. Yes,
0: but also how many different Power Ranger things were there? There was, like, it's so true. much, like, you could get the Megazord, you could get the you get the, the flip heads, you could get the Morpher, the weapons, whatever. And I feel like the thing about Power Rangers is there wasn't really, like, one that you wanted. It was like, oh, I'd take anything. Mama's going to get me hmm. a, a Blade Blaster or she's going to get me a Pink <laughs> <laughs> Ranger with a flip head. I'll probably be happy either way. But it's just what I'm saying is there, this is very much like there's one toy, like Tickle Me Elmo. Like, Tickle Me Elmo is just one type of toy. and It does one thing. I'm just saying, I don't believe this is the hottest toy of the year. It's a damn Well, doll. nobody it wants has, Booster. Nobody likes Booster, man. I don't want Booster either. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, let's, let's, I'm just saying, Carlos, let's look at realistically. This this doll has no articulation. It's not good for posing. Mm. It looks like a weak-ass toy. It's got a big body and skinny arms. Got a few lights it's and true. sounds. I don't know how I'm feeling about this. I don't know. I just, I just don't believe it. I feel like it should have been a better, cooler toy.
1: No, I agree. I think... Um... I think they're po- maybe they were playing into the fact that that you could sell kids anything, being how basic it is, as long as you have a, a, a an awesome TV show to go with yeah. it or a movie to play into it. Maybe that's their commentary, or they just happen to make a shitty, you know, like you said, action figure that just wouldn't play well it it did it was this big hunk of chunk kind of it's like it reminded me of those uh you know you see the star wars mm-hmm. like stormtroopers or dark leaders yeah. are like two and a half feet tall or whatever i kind of felt like those are just kind of like you can't do much with it you can kind of maybe pose it a little bit differently but if you want to like have an actual like as a kid you know set up your battle it would be like a foot and a half taller than all of your other toys i'm so. just
0: thinking it's a weak toy that's i'm, I'm thinking this, this ain't worth <laughs> at the same time though if somebody sent me one of those, I'd still be kind of down to look at it. I take it, but I don't know. You know what actually been funny if after the movie the kid literally got it, like most kids. You open it and you go, "Oh, cool," and then you never play with it again. You know, you're like, "Oh," and then I had ha- all my toys were like that. You know, you get them, you're like, "Yes, I finally got it." Three days later, it's like it's on your floor and you never even look at it's, it
1: again. It's it. like the yeah, it's just like the the gambling high. You get that money, you win, and you're like, "Okay, well, I guess on to the next one." I can, I can only enjoy it for so long. Um, I guess the one of the IMDb things I read about the the toy itself yeah. is that the studio they really wanted to like sell the action figure like as a tie in as like create this action figure from the movie, but Honor Schwarzenegger didn't sign on until February of the year that they started mm-hmm. filming, so they had half the time they had to like do all the promotions and they didn't have time to do any like real merchandising or tie ins, so that's why we really didn't see a push for. Um, you know, any a- actual Turboman when the movie came out, we just kind of they they see it on e- you see it on eBay randomly here and there. But you're not going to see like a whole line of it in e- because they weren't able to because Arnold Schwarzenegger signed on so late.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that there were actual Turboman dolls created for the movie. But I think mm-hmm. there was a very small amount, it seems like. And I think they're only at Walmart or something. And they're very, they're very yeah. movie accurate. So there are a few in existence. And you could get them on eBay because I've always looked because me and my brother always watch this every year. So every year I'm always like <laughs> – or maybe a couple of years ago I was like, what there. if I got the Turbo Man doll? That would be awesome. You look it up. Do you know how much it is on eBay? Like $400. What? Something crazy like that. And oh, um, not worth it. For this stupid-ass toy, that ain't worth it at all. (laughs) Five phrases, get out of here. Anyway, while we're on discussion of Turbo Man, in the third act of this movie, we can't not talk about the third act of this movie, you have a giant Christmas parade. You have Arnold Schwarzenegger fully dressed as Turbo Man on a Turbo Man float for reasons that don't really make sense, for very coincidental reasons. And you have an action sequence with a jetpack, where he flies around Chicago or wherever that is. And you have Sinbad in a costume where his hand literally flies off. Carlos, the third act of this movie makes no goddamn sense. It is like, like this movie is already ridiculous. It's already slapsticky and it's already like, I don't know. It's like in a hyper reality in a lot of times. But I feel like the third act of this movie, you have Arnold Schwarzenegger flying around in a jetpack. He literally goes through a building at one point almost decapitating a family eating what do we think about that that like i said this movie just gets ape shit insane
1: i mean i feel like if it happened in real life at least four people would have yes. died at least seven felonies would have been convicted of um and yeah and defying gravity the way that arnold did and running into that building that that threw me that to my to this day i was like his spine has got to be gone but still this third act does go yeah. crazy. It just turns into a full fledged, like almost like a like a, a Power Rangers TV show. Whereas the you know they're playing it up because it's part of the the parade show. People are thinking, but half and half if they think that's part of the parade show and half and half this movie is turning into an actual uh, power rangers tv show where the villains are doing all these ridiculous things his like you said his hands flying off to punch him and it comes back like, what's when did this get introduced into this world i guess uh, but but the movie was already ridiculous we're taking it as it is so the, uh, the i think the movie the uh, directors and writers were just hoping that we would just uh our disbelief would be a little bit uh out there at this point so i mean it's okay it's not something that i uh i look forward to when i see the movie but it's just there. yeah
0: it is kind of there <laughs> it's not like, like i feel like the best parts of the movie is like we were talking about it's like when arnold is just being a normal guy when him and sinbad are just kind like
1: of the, like the montage of him going yeah just through. him the
0: montage him Tra- like try try the cardboard turbo man and then him and sinbad running at running to a radio station and i guess the movie does get crazier and crazier and crazier because you have like the bomb scare thing that happens midway through and there's a reindeer that attacks him part way through and so it's kind of ramping up Mm -hmm. to this ridiculous thing but i just feel like it was because they once again they had arnold schwarzenegger in there so it was like well he's an action star we got to have an action sequence. we got to have a jetpack scene. And as a kid, I loved it. Because I was like, once again, Turbo Man yeah. seems super cool. Like, that seems like a super cool character. And Arnold is literally becoming Turbo Man at the end of the movie. But it's just like, that kid almost dies. Like, he's, he, like, what? Like, the yeah. mom just kind of is like, that's Hanging my son. The and the, the, and the police are just like, oh, well, your son's a great performer. And the kid's, like, climbing up a ladder to, like, a, a, a five-story apartment building. It's like two blocks off
1: the parade. Like, this is clearly not part and of the Sinbad's show. This dude's ready to
0: commit murder. Like, he's ready to kill that yeah. kid for this stupid doll that, once again, has no articulation and is very unposable, this weak ass doll. And it's like, it's just, it, and it's, it's crazy. And I feel like by the time you get to that part of the movie, you're just kind of like, man, this movie is just stupid. I always do kind of get to that part. I'm like, all right, I'm ready for this to the end now.
1: Yep. That's it's pretty much the, the sentiment when you get to that point. Like, okay, well, I'm glad we're down to the last like five minutes of this movie because it has gone off the rails.
0: I think that's, once again, why this movie is kind of bad, right? It is bad, but it's like mm. memorably, awfully, so ridiculous and all over the place bad where you're going to see Arnold fly around in a jetpack and fight Sinbad at some point. Or you're going to see him fight a whole army of warehouse Santas led by uh, John Belushi um, no, Jim Belushi. <laughs> right. if John Belushi was in it. Jim that would Belushi, be a miracle. Yeah. No, by according uh, to Jim, Jim Belushi's in there, right? And he's fighting those mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Like it, it's like it's so over the top and ridiculous. And Arnold's in there. That I think that's the reason where you're like, ah, eh. if you go in with that mindset, this is this is a pretty fun Christmas movie, and it's unlike you're not going to see that in Home Alone. You're not going to see that in It's a Wonderful no. Life. Like uh, uh, this is unlike any other Christmas movie. So I think that's why. This movie really stands out to me and is so memorable because of those reasons.
1: Well, I think for other people, it's hard for them to latch on to because... Like we talked about earlier, you know the the kid Jake Lloyd, he's hard to like not only sympathize with or even just kind of like. He's kind of a hard kid to like because he kind of soon comes all spoiled. His dad, you know, runs this like whatever the the furniture mm-hmm. warehouse or whatever, making like good money. So he's just this kid. He's kind of just a spoiled kid who wants a toy. So it's hard to sympathize with him. And so at the end, when he has this nice gesture and everything like that, you know, you're not really moved as much. You know, I don't know, you just don't really see the arc of him. It just kind of happens like, oh, now all of a sudden he he thinks that he should, you know, he doesn't need the toy. When it, the whole time it should have been like, you know what, maybe I really need, where's my dad? I don't, maybe I don't really need the toy. It should have been him, like, maybe trying to track his dad down because he doesn't want the toy anymore or something like that. To make him a little more sympathetic because, I don't know, maybe that's that's why people didn't latch onto it. But for, like you said, for me, the fighting the Santa Clauses, the, the craziness with Sinbad. The -the over-the-top punching of the reindeer, Phil Phil Hartman, like all that stuff is what I look forward to when I watch the movie.
0: And and so like I always do, I reached out to you guys on Twitter, and I wanted to see what you guys would think about Jingle All the Way. It's 21 years old. What are your thoughts? What are your memories? It's what I call our AO chat room, which is our Twitter section. And this kind of goes in what we're talking about. Nobody got back to me. There was no responses, no reactions. Like I said, I feel like this movie is the punchline of a lot of jokes, but it's also a punchline that people have forgotten or don't talk about. If we were talking about Home Alone or Christmas Vacation or whatever we were talking about, we probably have a lot of people get in this conversation. It makes me sad, Carlos. So what this is all about is we need more people to watch this movie. It needs to be appreciated like we appreciate it, man. Like What's going on in this world? I don't know. It is one of those that it
1: baffles me because I it was, it's so beloved by me. Like every year I have to view Jingle all the way at some point. You know, it's just a joke. My wife just is like, how many times are you going to watch it this year? I'm like, if it's on free form or if yeah. I got to rent it, I'm going to watch it. I mean, I probably should own it at this point, but that's usually how it comes about. Is uh, If I see it, it's, it's I'm watching it. And to hear, like you said, people not responding or people just not really having the same nostalgia or even overall feeling of the, the it's so bad it's good feeling it's kind of weird that it hasn't really caught on it's just kind of had that little niche of people who really appreciate it like we do
0: and i think the problem is there's no legacy and i think that's our job right now carlos is we have to create a legacy for this movie <laughs> now for people out there if you google it unfortunately there has been a jingle all the way to created it's like a ju- yeah I it's was a gonna direct- say,
1: is it Jim no, Belushi? No, no, no.
0: I wish it was Jim Belushi. It's Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> and I believe it came out, like, uh, a couple years ago, like 2014, something like that. Some direct-to-DVD yeah. crap. I feel like Larry, David, Larry the Cable Guy does a bunch of, like, direct sequels, like – uh, like i don't even it's like bad movies and he does sequels to them and they're directed to dvd and then his his fan base in like missouri or whatever buys all the copies is it
1: say so you, you you see the dvd on the dvd racks at the truck stop and like you said. yeah yeah Jerry it's gas station movies
0: that's what we should call them <laughs> gas station movies no the joke, our dad, moves. because we love Jingle All the Way so much, One Christmas got us Jingle All the Way 2. And he's like, hey, you guys love that movie, right? Even though he knew it was going to be bad. We have never <laughs> taken it out of the plastic. I don't even know where it is. But anyway, so they made a crappy sequel to Jingle All the Way 2, literally just took the name, slapped the two on it, and it's about him trying to get a teddy bear or something, based on what I've seen on the cover. Never watch it. No doubt. Mm. Like I said, this movie's bad, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way 2 is probably just bad that it's bad. Jingle All the Way is bad that it's amazing and great. So... Let's just talk. Let's just wipe that clean. Carlos, I'm asking you, I want you to pitch me and everyone out there a remake, a sequel, a reboot, some sort of reimagining of this franchise that can be made now, that can bring the legacy of Jingle the Way back into the public, public consciousness. I got a pitch, you got a pitch, and we're going to pitch it to you guys right now. Let us know which one you like better. Carlos, you ready? All right, let's I'm hear ready. it
1: okay well i think the natural thing you know with the nostalgia of people having to bring back older characters to help out younger ones i think with, with this natural cycle should be that jake lloyd should oh, now God. be a dad and now he's realizing oh no now i have this is first christmas that he now has to go out and get that must-have toy for his his kid mm-hmm. boy or girl but he doesn't know what to do so who does he call I know you're pops. gonna say
0: Ghostbusters.
1: Good old, good old Arnie. No, no, no. Good old Arnie to come assist him in his run to find this this goat this mm-hmm. must have toy. So again, now Arnie's showing him the ropes. Like okay. Now we can't, like, you might maybe go back to some of the old places that Arnold went in the first movie. Okay, okay, all right, we can't go, if we're going to go here, we're going to dodge this person. Like, just have him, like, showing him the ropes type of thing to the point, like, they're connecting. Like, that, that bond that they really never had as, you know, son and, son and father since Arnie was kind of like a, an absentee uh, father. So now it's like a, a good time for them to bond since they maybe haven't, they haven't spoken mm-hmm. in a long time. So he's like, "This is our chance to, to bond," and it did. And so they bond while they while they go about trying to find this toy. Maybe they find it. Maybe they don't. Maybe we'll say they end up not fi- they end up not finding it. And then this time, the kid is actually appreciative because the kid has been out trying to find them to say, "You know what? I don't want this toy. I just want to spend time with my dad and grandpa." And so it could be like a wholesome type of uh type of it could be it had the shenanigans and it ended up being okay innocent. i
0: get yeah. from a character perspective that makes a lot of sense right you have arnold you mm-hmm. have jake lloyd you have the son now becoming an adult you realize what his dad dad went through 20 years ago from his character perspective mm-hmm. that's great i think from a getting jake lloyd back from him doing all the drugs or whatever he's doing right now or he might be in prison <laughs> i'm not sure I don't know. Who maybe knows? we recast. Maybe we don't get. Nobody wants to see Jake Lloyd. Like nobody cares about. Right? Let's recast him. Let's get somebody else in there. Like you could get, um, uh,
1: like maybe like Zac Efron.
0: Okay, Studley makes. Yeah, I do like you think that. That'd be... Because
1: he almost he's kind of like built like Arnold. Anyway, he's kind of like, you know he's got the the right. build, he's the, the hair. I
0: would say he kind of kind of you like could have you could him. have them do some sort of like bench press competition or something um
1: exactly that could be like they could be like that 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 bro that bro father son who was like always you could have like that scene in predator <laughs> but it's now arnold
0: and zach efron and they're boom they show off their <laughs> muscles they like grab each other that would be okay i'm on board with that you know what zach efron i feel like it's a bad yeah. rap but i like him i feel like you see him in the neighbors mm-hmm. movies where he's just like hey i'm a bro he's hilarious yeah, in those he, movies i think he's got he's, he's got good he's, comedic I skill think too he's good. you know what you just got me on board Get rid of Jake. I don't know how Jake Lloyd Ooh. transforms and into Zach get him out of there. Right? And maybe that's a joke, right? Oh, it's an inside joke. Arnold goes, Oh, you look different than the last time I saw you. And Zach Everyone's like, oh, well, <laughs> the, I'm the, doing pearl sounds uh, last time we saw. Whatever. Or <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe and maybe it's a new Turbo Man, right? Maybe there's like a new Turbo Man, because once again we're talking about reboots, remakes. It would make sense that in that universe, mm-hmm. Turbo Man would have a remake. Or whatever, you know? Like, like Ooh.
1: So maybe, like, Zac Efron's a fan, so he's like, I gotta get it for myself and my kid, or something like that.
0: What if it was still something like Zac Efron's, like, a huge nerd? And it's still Zac Efron who's, like, always playing a bro, but what if he wasn't playing a bro? What if he was, uh-huh. like, a nerd, and he was trying to get, like, some sort of Turbo Man collectible or something?
1: And, yeah, exactly. I think that, that's a good turn, too. It's a good, like, turn on what really happens now. Basically, that's you and I. I'm on, mm-hmm. constantly for our on Dragon the search.
0: Daggers, all our Power Ranger toys
1: the dragon daggers okay. all okay. this stuff i like
0: i like your pitch so. i like your pitch you right here mine i went a different way with it because i had a similar thoughts to what you were saying like what if jake lloyd or anakin what if he grows up blah 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 maybe hayden Christensen. no never mind okay <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> get him in there always playing jake he's always just jake lloyd 20 years later all right anyway but i went a different way with it what i was thinking about was a current sequel that's coming out that i haven't seen yet but i'm excited for which is jumanji the new Jumanji coming out, right? New, new Jumanji, it's like a mm-hmm. sequel, but it's also kind of a reimagining. It goes a different way with Jumanji. Looks cool, right? So this is my, this is my take on the next uh, Jingle All the Way. It is a sequel. It takes place in the same universe. It takes place 21 years later, but it, we're following a different set of characters in our main role, right? The main character is none other than Dwayne the Rock Johnson who is our current Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? <laughs> Bodybuilder, lovable. Everyone loves yep. him, right? He is playing the hottest actor in the world. Let's just call him, I don't know, Chad Roxwell. So you have Chad Roxwell, huge <laughs> bankable star, kind of like The Rock is, right? $20 million pitcher. All his movies are huge blockbusters, super super successful. He loves his fans. The fans love him, but he neglects his kids. He has two kids, I'd say a daughter and a son because that's a good combo. And they never get to see their dad. Mm-hmm. Their dad's always away doing press, doing movies, doing junkets, doing uh, whatever, celebrity interviews. And he cares more about his audience than he does his kids. He never sees his kids. Anyway, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in the brand new remake of Turbo Man. There's a new Turbo Man movie. Let's say how like they just did with Power Rangers in the new reboot. It's kind of like that, mm-hmm. right? It's a new updated Turbo Man. Turbo Man's hot. He's back. It's a I new like Christmas it. movie. It's coming out just like Star Wars. comes out around December 20th. Right, so it's a holiday movie, big movie. He has to go promote it, but he's neglecting his kids. The kids are like, Come on, dad, we never get to, ever, our Christmas tradition is we always go to Hawaii or some crap or whatever. And they're, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's like, Well, I can't go to Hawaii, you know, because like we got the premiere coming up and I got the press and this movie's big and whatever. But he's like, Hey, what if I take the kids with me to the premiere, and we're going to have a great time at the premiere? So they all go to the premiere together. The big Turbo Man premiere It's right around the holiday season. Say it's like December 21st, 22nd, sometime around the holidays. Christmas time, trying to big a big event. He's still neglecting his kids. All right? Then all of a sudden, ba-bam, at the premiere. This is when shit gets off the rail. I don't know why this happens. But let's just say, like, a former assistant of The Rock who's like – The Rock was like, ah, I don't, I don't like you anymore. I'm going to fire you. They come back. They take the whole place hostage. They take the whole premiere hostage. The Rock is like outside or some crap, so he doesn't get taken hostage, and his kids get taken hostage. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, these guys are taking hostage. now, all of a hostages now, sudden it's up to the Rock to like break in and take on all the hostages and get his kids back you know in whatever amount of time maybe it was like 12 hours or something it's like oh you only have 12 hours and rock's like i'll beat you up and then it's like but it's like family friendly it's like die hard but like family friendly so now i'm combining like two christmas movies like die hard and jingle all the way combining them together you get some turbo man in there you know he's beating people up but it's like with a giant candy cane so it's kind of like family friendly fun like there's no <laughs> guns or anything really um and then maybe i think you could get you get sinbad in there maybe sinbad's back as the same character but now he's like a ups delivery man or something he's still got quips like he's in there like 20 percent of the movie he's got quips he'll show up he'll be like oh my god roxwell you're my favorite actor blah 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 and he's still like making quips or whatever i think kevin hart shows up he's got a cameo somehow because you know they're besties and stuff uh i don't know how to get arnold in there i don't know how arnold would factor into this i feel like he should get a cameo maybe he doesn't i don't know if i can figure out uh 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 some sort of uh, organic way to get Howard into the movie. I don't know how. What was he, like a furniture salesman? Maybe, uh, maybe The Rock needs a yeah, couch at some point. Like I don't that. know. You get him in there somehow. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then you get The Rock in a jetpack. Maybe you get The Rock in the Turbo Man suit or something. Like maybe they have the Turbo Man suit on display at the premiere. He gets in the Turbo Man mm-hmm. suit. Because I want to see more Turbo Man, obviously. I think Turbo Man's dope. So I think some more Turbo Man in there. Oh, yeah. So anyway, that was a whole bunch of crap I just said. It's different but it's still kind of in that same kind of Christmas, hey, I neglect my kids. But at the end, it's all about loving family and stuff, right? The Rock learns a lesson where he's like, I really do love my yeah. kids. It's not about the fans, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I call it Jingle All The Way to Tingles Jingles.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love – you got some good parallels. You know, you got The Rock – who is now basically just generations Mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it's a good parallel. You got the story parallel with the, um, you know, the the neglection of the kids. So he's got to make up for it somehow, some way. And then you go off and you do the whole action thing where, which is great because... I think that's some of the best parts is the the gimmicky action that we saw yeah. in the original uh, Jingle All the Way, where like you said, with the the candy canes and like just the random like the pull, pulling the Santa Claus's uh, uh, beard and he does tumbling back and forth. So stuff like that, I think, would be awesome to have in this. What you're talking about, so I and with the rock saving his kids. I mean, I mean, this the Rock's is what awesome. he does.
0: I think you put The Rock—once again, like when you put Arnold in this movie, they go, Jingle All the Way, immediate green light. We weren't going to make it, but Arnold's on board. We're going to do it. Let's say if there was a strip for Jingle All the Way 2 out there and The Rock was like, I want to do this, they would green light that right away. So, Oh, yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah. Right now, he so anyway,
0: get it. I, think, I think both of our pitches are good. Yours probably makes a little bit more sense. Mine's a little bit more—mine's like a little bit more fan fiction-y. <laughs> but you know what? I'd take anything. Put us back in that universe. I want to see more Howard. I want mm-hmm. to see more fat. What happened to the fat kid? Maybe the fat kid is Zach Efron.
1: Who yes. knows? Oh, oh my god! Oh man! That's so right. uh, I
0: don't know. Right. World, this is what we need. But anyway, Carlos, we come to the end of the show, so it's time for me to ask the big question: Is Jingle All the Way still as magical as you remember it being? And and let me add this too: If there's anybody out there that has no interest in Jingle All the Way, how would you win them over?
1: I would say that yes. It still holds up for me because it is one of those movies that plays on and multiple, multiple perspectives. So as a kid, we got to see Drake, Jake Lloyd's perspective as kids wanting that that must-have toy. And then now we're getting older and I, I don't have kids yet, but I've seen friends and now I know of stories from my parents of, you know, the nightmare situations of going out and having to get that toy. And so now you could see it as an adult and appreciate A different angle, so I think yes, it still holds up. And for those who are skeptical on the movie, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. How many Christmas movies are up for Oscar nominations? None. (laughs) So you're not. You shouldn't really have high expectations when you go into this movie. It's goofy. It knows it's goofy. So that's the other thing. It it plays into the comedy. It's not one of those. It's trying to take itself seriously in any way so it, you shouldn't take it seriously and it's an arnold schwarzenegger movie in his prime he took a break i mean he had kindergarten cop and like twins but like this was another solid hit for him as like with comedy and i like like i said before he's I, he's underrated with his comedic chop so i and with sinbad and phil hartman just adding on to the comedy i think it's a home run so i'm i still watch it every year and i'll
0: continue to watch Dude, it every beautiful year. and i agree like i said this is this is This is the movie me and my brother watch Christmas Eve every year. I'm not even joking. We watch it every Christmas Eve, and it's a tradition, and it's beautiful. And I still think there are parts in it that are funny as I grow up. There are parts in it that I never – even though we watch it every year, there's still little things I catch, even if it's a line from Sinbad or something in the Mm -hmm. background or some – even something ridiculous where I'm like – or even when I forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, remember when he gets, like, the reindeer drunk? He gets the reindeer drunk. Like – (laughs) <laughs> and, yeah, and you it's, about like, it's like it's that. such a weird stupid over the top christmas movie but in all the best ways because like i said there's so much christmas crap out there there's so many movies there's only so many good ones you know it's a bad christmas movie fred Claus. it's terrible but jingle oh all the way God. is also bad yes. but it's because it's so bad it's fun and it's memorable because it's bad like mm-hmm. it's a movie you could even just sit down with your friends get some get some eggnog spike that eggnog up and sit down with five of your best friends, just watch them jingle all the way, and you're all going to be like, "What the hell did I just watch?" But at least you're going to remember. It. <laughs> you're not going to want to turn it off. You're going to want exactly. to know how it ends. And it just has, it just has all these random things that make it so fantastic and memorable. And we should just be celebrating this movie and and if you haven't watched it that's on you man because this is this is just going to bring in the christmas cheer and like i said if you're a kid you're going to enjoy it if you're an adult you're going to go oh my god is this what i have to look forward to when i'm a when when i'm when i'm a dad or a mom or whatever and you have to deal with kids you know what it is it's a warning it's a warning to parents out there it has some realism in it i feel like the tone of this movie this could easily be a dark comedy this could easily be a drama
1: Mhm. easily yeah. you put like yeah.
0: you put uh, no, uh, right. Tom Hanks in there or something like this is right after Forrest Gump Forrest Gump's Tom Hanks <laughs> when he's trying to get real dramatic and stuff it's gonna be a dark movie right so anyway oh yeah Jingle All The Way Man it is it's a classic if, if you ask me it's a classic if you ask you it's a classic I don't know what you people are smoking out there but this is a movie that should be just as beloved <laughs> as Home Alone It's a Wonderful Life Christmas Story everything in between Definitely. and that's on you guys if you don't love it carlos do you have anything else to say about jingle all the way
1: no i just say that i'm still surprised that it's not as beloved to many others as it is to you and i but it's their loss but it could be their gain if they just go out and really let loose and enjoy the movie for what it is because it really is an awesome movie and just you can just do away with the last like 15 minutes
0: yeah just just uh, start wrapping some presents in the background just have it on in the background
1: yeah yeah that's when you that's when you get up make some coffee maybe start brooming your your kitchen but yeah
0: carlos thank you so much for being here thank you so much for being on the show uh where can people find you and your podcast the be kind rewind podcast
1: uh yeah you can find the be kind rewind podcast uh releasing episodes every thursday um on the poop culture network podcast uh Website and also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, uh, and uh, YouTube, and then you can follow me on uh, was it a uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter
0: at Be kind Rewind Pod. Thanks for being on the show again, man. You're the bomb. Coming in clutch. Appreciate it. man. Happy holidays. You too. And everybody Happy out holidays. there, if you want to listen to more That's So 90s podcasts, find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at That's So 90s Pod. And you can find me, Bobby Semelsberger, at Captain CaptainBobberto on Twitter. Let me know what you guys think about Jingle All the Way. Is it an unrated gem? Is it overrated? I don't think it could be overrated. Where do you think it falls in the line of bad and great Christmas movies? Let me know. Let us know. Happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Whatever holiday you might have just made up, whatever it is, thank you for listening, guys. For me and Carlos, goodbye, and... Mm. Oh, these cookies! Put that cookie down! Put that cookie down! Now!